We can do it better for Jesus. He alone deserves all the glory. Indeed, the Lord has done great and mighty things for us. Hallelujah. We give all the glory to God this morning for his wonderful grace and mercies for us, for according us this privilege to speak to you this morning. We also want to thank the Papa of the House together with the Executive Committee for giving us this grace. And we pray that God will speak to us this morning. Hallelujah. Shall we have a word of prayer? And so we give you all the honor and praise. You are the reason for our gathering. We have come, Lord, not to listen to man but to you. We pray that you minister to our hearts and let the transforming power of your word change our lives. Bless us, O God, and may we experience the touch of your hands. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Abide under his anointing. Abide under his control. Oh, abide under his anointing. His presence upon your soul. Just stay in the hands of Jesus, and thou shalt be fully whole. Hallelujah. Abide under his Chapter 2, reading from 36 to 39. I read from the NIV. Then the king sent for Shimei and said to him, Build yourself a house in Jerusalem and live there, but do not go anywhere else. The day you live and cross the Kidron Valley, you can be sure you will die. Your blood will be on your own head. She may answer the king, What you say is good. Your servant will do as my lord the king has said. And she may stayed in Jerusalem for a long time. But three years later, two of Shimei's slaves ran off to Akish, son of Maka, king of Gath. And Shimei was told, your slaves are in Gath. 
At this, he saddled his donkey and went to Achish at Gath in search of his slaves. So Shimei went away and brought the slaves back to Gath. I also read from Revelations chapter 3, verse 11. I take it from the Amplified Classic Version. I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have so that no one may rob you and deprive you of your crown. And the last reading is from 2 John chapter 1, verse 8. Look to yourselves. Take care that you may not lose, throw away, or destroy all that we and you have labored for, but that you may persevere until you win and receive back a perfect reward in full. Anyone who runs on ahead of God and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ, anyone who is not content with what he taught, does not have God. But he who continues to live in the doctrine or the teaching of Christ does have God. He has both the Father and the Son. Amen. I'm speaking on the topic, remain in Christ, value your salvation. Remain in Christ, value your salvation. For the whole of the spiritual year 2018, the Church of Pentecost worldwide has been running with the theme, Remain in Christ and His Basic Message. Indeed, the Bible makes us to understand that Jesus Christ, by His finished work on the cross of Calvary, has given us a place of value in him. He has positioned us at an enviable place. When you read 1 Peter chapter 1 from verse 10 to 12, the Bible makes us understand that the prophets of old, when they were prophesying about the salvation which we have received, Bible says they sought to understand they searched intently to know what the spirit of Christ in them was talking about when they prophesied about the suffering of Christ and the glory that will follow, the glory which has become us, we who were the sons of wrath, but who through the mercies of God have been ransomed and have been pardoned all our sins. Bible says that the prophets sought to understand why God would make such a great package for we Gentiles so that he would save us. And when you read down, it says that even angels seek to look into these things because they cannot fathom why God will send his own son to come and die for a lost race a lost generation. And this indeed is a great privilege. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says that we have been seated in heavenly places together with Christ, far above all principalities and powers, far above all dominions and thrones, and any name 
that can be named. This is the place of value that God has given us by the salvation that we have enjoyed through Jesus Christ. But sometimes, because we do not see the value of our salvation, we toy with it. And the Bible admonishes us. When you read Hebrews chapter 13, it says that we should not be as vain as Esau, who for a morsel of meat sold his birthright. He was hungry and he needed immediate satisfaction. And so, just to satisfy the hunger that he was having, he did not value the birthright which he had. And for a cup of boiled beans, he gave away his position as the firstborn son. And Bible says, afterwards, he sought repentance with tears, but he was not granted. Beloved, God has given us a place that is enviable. It is a place of privilege. And the Bible enjoins us that we pay careful attention. Hebrews chapter 2 says that let us pay careful attention to the things which we have heard. And when you read down, it says that for if we neglect such a great salvation, how shall we escape? We have been elevated to a position of honor, a place of value in Christ. And it behoves on you and I that we will value and cherish this position that God has given us through Jesus Christ and his death for us on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. When David was about to die, he called his son Solomon and gave him his handing over lecture. And as part of the many things that they talked about, David mentioned two people who Solomon was supposed to kill. One of them was Joab, and the other one was Shimei. Now, Joab was the nephew of David, and so by extension, he was the cousin of Solomon. And this Joab had been loyal to David. In fact, he started following David at a time when David was a nobody. Together with his two brothers, Abishai and Asahel. When David was running away from Saul and living in caves and living in the forest and the bushes, Joab and his brothers were following David. And Joab was so instrumental in the kingdom of David. He led most of the campaigns, most of the wars that David fought. And when Absalom rose up against his own father in riots, it was Joab who led the army of Israel 
to defend the kingdom of David. He was a blood relation. But David said, Joab must be killed. And now who was Asahel? Sorry, Shimei. Shimei is someone I call the one who is crying more than the bereaved. He was of the tribe of Benjamin, of the clan of Saul, the first king of Israel. And Bible says that after Saul died, this Shimei assumed that the death of Saul was because of David. He presumed that it was David who had connived and led to the death of Saul and his sons. And in his mind, David had wrestled the throne from the family of Saul. And so he was just bidding his time, waiting for the opportune time where he would tell his real intent to David. And so the Bible makes us understand that when Absalom rose up against his father and David had to run away for dear life, that was when Shimei decided that he would rub it in. When David was running away, Bible says that Shimei was traveling alongside the hill. And as David traveled, Shimei was pelting stones at David and showering dust on him. And as he went, he was cursing David and calling him several names. You son of Belial, you scoundrel, you murderer, a man of blood. And now God is punishing you for all the sins that you committed to the house of Saul. This was how Shimei decided to curse the anointed of God. And Shimei was also part of the two people that David had told Solomon that he had to kill. Now, when Solomon assumed the throne, if you consider these two people, you would realize that Joab was a blood relation, someone who was close, someone who had fought for David, who had been loyal to him. In fact, you could say that the sustenance of David's dynasty could be credited in part to Joab. But Solomon found it easy to give the order for Joab to be killed. In fact, when Solomon gave the order. Bible says that Joab ran to the altar, the altar of God, and held on to it. And even that was not able to save him. Solomon gave the order that he should still be killed while he was holding on to the altar of God. And Solomon did not end there. He had a blood brother. His own half-brother, Adonijah, who had contested the throne with him. As soon as Solomon became king, he gave the order for Adonijah to also be killed. And there was a priest who had also been loyal to David. At the height of Saul's madness, he invaded the village of Nob 
And Bible says that because the high priest Ahimelech had given the sword of Goliath and food to David, Saul decided that he would kill all the priests in the village. And it was only Abiathar who survived. And he ran to the camp of David. And he followed David all of his life and was serving David as the high priest. But when Solomon became high priest, he gave the order that Abiata should be removed from the office of the high priest. And he sacked him away from Jerusalem, that he should not remain in the city where the king dwells. But something interesting happened. When it got to Shimei, whom the king had given an order, that he had to be killed. And in fact, when you read the law, if anyone curses the anointed of God, he is to be punished by death. That person was not supposed to live. But we realize that when Solomon became king, instead of killing Shimei, he decided to show him mercy. The people who were blood relations had been killed without any difficulty. The people who had been loyal to David, some had been killed, some had been sacked from Jerusalem. But when he came to Shimei, the Bible says that Solomon called for him and he told him that, I am not going to kill you. I am going to grant you pardon. And not only that, I am granting you the freedom to live as a free man. You can own property. You can buy houses. Go about your businesses. Live any way you want. Do all your businesses. This is what I call the grace of pardon. Someone who was deserving of death. An order had been given that you are not supposed to live. David said, kill Shimei. But when Solomon assumed the throne, he said that, I am going to show you mercy. This is the grace of pardon, the grace of mercy, the grace of forgiveness. He was considered a free man. And he was not sacked from Jerusalem like Abiathar had been. Jerusalem was the capital of Israel. It was both the spiritual and the political capital. It was also the economic capital, the dwelling place of the king. But Shimei was allowed to live. And there was one caveat. The caveat was that you are to remain in Jerusalem. Do not go beyond the confines of Jerusalem. And so long as you dwell and remain in Jerusalem, the rest of your life, you are going to live out all the days that God has given you. 
Don't leave Jerusalem. Remain here. And you will live as a free man. You go about your businesses. You build houses. You enjoy all your property. And just as we read, the Bible says that for three years, Simei dwelt in Jerusalem. He remained in Jerusalem. He went about all his businesses in Jerusalem. He did everything within the confines of Jerusalem. Until one day, something happened. Bible says that a message was brought to Shimei that two of your slaves have run away. They have crossed the border of Jerusalem to the land of Gath. And you would think that Shimei would give records to the fact that I am living at the behest of Solomon and he has given an order that I should remain in the confines of Jerusalem. And so if my slaves have gone away, let them go. But Shimei did not consider any of that. Bible says that as soon as the message was given to him, he saddled his donkeys and immediately crossed the border, went to Gath, rounded up his slaves, and brought them back. Beloved, you and I are like Shimei, who did not deserve any mercy. We didn't belong anywhere. When you read the book of Romans, Paul says that we, we were of a wild stock. We were living somewhere in the bush. But God broke the original branch and went into the bush, fetched us from the bush, and grafted us into the original vine. The Israelites who were the real owners of salvation, who had a covenant with God, God did away with them. Just as Solomon did not have any difficulty killing those who were blood relations. But when it got to Shimei, he said that I am showing you mercy. But I am giving you one caveat. Remain in Jerusalem. But sometimes, we also have slaves. Slaves that we are running after. Slaves that we are chasing. Slaves that we want to bring back. And because we want to have our slaves at any cost and by any means, when God has said that, remain in my presence. Abide in my doctrine. Don't cross the border. Don't go beyond the limit. Sometimes we go after the slaves. And as we chase, 
and chase and chase, we get to the border. And instead of stopping, we want to at all costs get our slaves. And so we cross the border. For Shimei, the condition was that the day you cross, you will die. But God is not after you to kill you. No, God is not an old grumpy person sitting somewhere waiting for you to sin and he will come hard on you. But he has given you the order that remain in my presence because he knows that outside of his presence the place is slippery. A whole true. Just like in the story of the Good Samaritan, the man who traveled from Jerusalem to Jericho, when you leave the confines of Jerusalem, you may fall into the hands of robbers. You may fall into the hands of thieves who will rob you, who will inflict wounds on you. And so God says, remain in Jerusalem where my jurisdiction is, where my rule is, where my control is, where my presence is. But sometimes, we want our slaves so bad that we cross the boundary. This morning, may God have mercy on us that we will value the position God has given us. That he has placed us in his presence. He has brought us to the city of his dwelling. The king's abode. Jerusalem, a fortified city. And all he requires of us that we remain. Remain. And he has not put you under house arrest. Be free. Have property. Do all your businesses. But remain in Jerusalem. Remain within the confines of God's word. Remain under his control, under his governance. The slaves you go after, are they worth more than your soul. Bible says that what can a man give in exchange for his own soul? She may wanted two slaves to come back. And so he did not consider the fact that by crossing the boundary, I stand to lose my life. He didn't pause for a moment to consider. Something more than gold. The Spirit of God in the heart of man is something more than gold. 
Something more than good. God bless you, mommy. Remain in Christ. Value your salvation. Now one may ask, what must have prompted Shimei to leave Jerusalem after he had been given that limitation that remain here? What could have resulted in him leaving the confines of Jerusalem. The first thing I have here is what I call the spirit of independence. The spirit of independence. I am my own man. Nobody can tell me what to do. Nobody can tell me what to do with my time. Nobody can tell me where to go. It is a free will. Do as you please. I go where I want. I do what I want. After all, Solomon does not feed Shimei. He survives on his own sweat. So how can you tell me that as a full-grown adult, I am not crippled, I am not blind, how can you restrict me to just one place for the rest of my life? No. Leave me to be. I can go where I want. The spirit of independence. And that is the, 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 the philosophy of the New Age movement. It's a free will, brother. Live as you want. If you are a man and you feel like sleeping with a man, go ahead. Nobody can tell you that sexual relationship is between only man and woman. No, 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 no. Be yourself. Please yourself. If you are a woman, you want to sleep with a woman, be. If you feel like fornicating, fornicate. If you are married and you want to have extra relationships, some people say that it is only fools who marry. How can you restrict yourself to only one person for the rest of your life? No, 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 no. Just be. If you want black today, you go for black. If you want white today, you go for white. Nobody can restrict you. If you are a young person, you are not married. They cannot tell you with all the hormones raging in your body. Someone will come and tell you that no sex before marriage. No, 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 no. Be yourself. If I want to drink, I will drink. If I want to clap, I will clap. You cannot tell me what to do. And sometimes we openly have not professed this. But by our actions, we subscribe to this philosophy. There are people who tell you, I'm sorry, no, you're nearby. We are a bit giant. No one can tell you how to live your life. There are no confines, no principles. Do as you please. But Bible says that 
1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19 and 20. It says, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body and with your members, which are God's. In the book of 2 Corinthians, it says that he died once for all. That those who live will no longer live for themselves. But for him who died and arose for them. Because of the spirit of independence. We live our lives as though there are no confines. As though there are no principles. And so we are willing to break the boundaries of God's word. Just because we want to go and fetch our slaves. We want to go and bring our slaves back. And we are not valuing our salvation. We are not valuing the place where God has positioned us. The second point, why I think Shimei left the confines of Jerusalem is I cannot let go. No, 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 no. I cannot let go. These are slaves I have fed with my own money. I have clothed and I have sheltered. And they are living the confines of Jerusalem. And you tell me that I should just look on and let them go. I can't let go. Beloved, in life, you need to fight for what is yours, yes. If you don't fight and defend what is yours, you will lose it. But you know, sometimes when you are fighting, the fight will progress and progress and get to a point where you have to stop because there is a limit. You see, when we were kids, sometimes two parents will be fighting and they will co-opt the children into the fight. So they will tell you that you cannot enter this house. And when the children realize that you have been given such an order, when they have a fight with you, they will run to that house and then they will be taunting. Because they know that in that house is their stronghold. Satan also knows that there is a limit that God has given. There is a red line. And he will go and stand just behind the red line and will be taunting you. Joby Chem said that. Say a kakaya. Unsu betimiya then I was so wrong. But say me kakaya nyamisronti na maya then. When you get to the red line, 
You are in a relationship. The guy is good, rich, handsome, intelligent. But he says, if you don't sleep with me, goodbye. I give you two weeks. And when you consider the economic situations and consider the fact that these days good people are not easy to get. Am I letting this guy go? It's only once. That's what Jesus said, uh, Satan said to Jesus. Bow down a little, and I will give you all the kingdoms of the earth. You are in a, a, a marriage relationship. You've struggled with the man. And now the man says, I'm going to leave you because he has seen a younger person. You have prayed. You have called him before counselors upon counselors. This guy says, I won't batch. That is where someone will come to you and tell you that, oh, I know a certain man. A certain, he uses Bible. He will give you a little water. And when you consider, you say, ah, the way I have struggled with this man, am I going to just let him go like that? No way. I have to do something. I can't let go. And so you cross the boundary. Just because you want to go and bring back your slave. I can't let go. You are fighting over property, family property. What They've called traditional council meeting, and now you want to elevate the bar. And so someone will tell you, or the former, Fafasro. This is my property. No, I can't let go. At all costs, I must get it back. And And you go and do all kinds of things. Just so you want to get your slave back. I can't let go. Do you value those things more than your salvation? Are you willing to cross the boundary so that you go and bring back your slaves? Ma kwan suye 
Essa missa me chama, oh maquansuye, na metna biano. The third point is, I want to prove a point. I want to prove a point. Shimei had more than two slaves. The Bible says that two of your slaves. So it means that there were more slaves. And so you would consider that if he just sat down, he must have been thinking that if I just look on and let these people go, the other two will think that I am a weakling. And so I must do something for those left to see that you can't toy with me and go scot-free. I have to prove a point. So let me go and round them up and bring them back so that the others will know that you cannot just get up and run away from your master. No. We have certain egos that we want to defend. Sometimes we want to prove something. And we are willing to go beyond the confines of God's word just to prove a point. But beloved, if there was anyone who had any point to prove, Jesus Christ had more. When Satan came to him and said, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, When he was hanging on the cross, they said that if he is the son of God, let him come down and we'll believe him. If it were me, I would have just jumped. But Jesus would have only impressed that small crowd. He would have impressed only the people in Jerusalem. But Jesus looked at the bigger picture. And so, he shelved his pride. There was a certain deacon. A young lady went to his house one hot afternoon. Had just finished bathing with towel around the waist. And the lady was approaching him, reaching for the towel. This is free scholarship. But the deacon rebuked the lady and sacked her from the house. Now, later in the evening, he went to his friends. And as he approached, the friends started calling him. He didn't understand. But because he was born on Tuesday, he assumed that, well, it's a new jargon for Tuesday ones. So he was also responding, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and an elderly man called him and told him, do you understand what they are saying? They are saying that you are impotent. And he went to his friends. Why are you calling me impotent? And they told him, oh, this lady came and told us that. Unyebema. <laughs> She gave you free scholarship, couldn't do anything. And then he picked his phone, called the lady. 
are you the one who told my friends that I am impotent? The lady, oh, brah, see where they are grow. And then the deacon said, Ochna, Sabra. And this is a tongue-talking, Holy Ghost-baptized deacon of the Church of Pentecost. Truly the lady came. And according to him, he wants to prove to the lady that I am not important because he says, this lady might tell other ladies and I am not married. What would they think of me? So I have to defend my ego. The lady came and his conscience wouldn't allow him. But he was bent on proving a point. And so he went for a bottle of Guinness. One bottle was not enough to numb his conscience. He added a second bottle. And when now his conscience was dead, he went in and proved to the lady that, yeah, oh, Bema. And when he finished, he said, go and tell my friends that I am not impotent. Sometimes you want to prove that you too, you can live in a gated community. And so deals are cashier. Things you are not supposed to do. You are chasing after married men because you want to sleep in a car. You want to prove that you too, yeah, you can use I for X. You want to prove that you too, you have, you can change your wardrobe. What point do you want to prove? Which slaves are you going after? And by so doing, crossing the limit of God's word. This morning, we have been placed in a place of value. Our salvation is so valuable that we should not Give anything in exchange. The book of Revelation says that let no one or let nothing deprive you of your crown. Don't go chasing after slaves and thereby leave the confines of Jerusalem. Leave the confines of God's word. My prayer is that God will grant us grace and he will help us that when we have to let go even to the point of crying we will value our salvation and say that I know I can do something but because of God's word I have gotten to the boundary and I cannot cross. So if Satan you will take the fight to the other side. Go and fight alone. I am not coming with you because I must remain in Jerusalem. I must protect my salvation. I must guard what has been given to me. May the grace of God abound for us. And may he help us to remain under his control, under his anointing, that we do not lose our salvation. God bless you.
God bless you.